listening to the Refinery Church Podcast. Each message is from our most recent weekend service located on our downtown Brea campus. We hope you are encouraged and strengthened from today's episode. Now for a timely message from Senior Pastor Kelly Fellows. Fourth candle. Through the month of December, we're leading up to Christmas Eve. We're celebrating the light of the world, Jesus Christ. And in turn, we're encouraged to then let that light shine from us as well, as Jesus is the light of this world. Our fourth candle represent peace. Let's all say peace together. Peace. It's based on the proclamation that was sung by angels 2,000 years ago as they were announcing the birth of Jesus Christ. This is what they sung. It's found in Luke chapter 2, verse 14. Listen to what it says. It says, glory to the Lord in the highest, and on earth peace, let's all say peace, peace, goodwill towards men. Peace. Now, if you're like me, You might be looking around the world going, okay, that was 2,000 years ago. Where to peace? Where is the peace? Isn't that right? Where is it? Many people are looking for peace at Christmas time. And unfortunately, many people end up finding something like this video at Christmas time rather than peace. Take a look. Don't hear it anymore. That's how many people's Christmas ends up. There ain't no peace there. Well, Grandpa seemed to have peace with his cigar hanging out of his mouth. He seemed to be a nice Christmas peace, didn't he? Matter of fact, that was uh, from Christmas Vacation, which has become a tradition for many people. Uh, my wife and I are celebrating this weekend. We're celebrating our 33rd year of marriage. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Woo-hoo. Yeah, absolutely. We're celebrating tonight. We're going we're gonna to go out and celebrate and get a nice meal and en- enjoy hanging out with one another. Um, it was on this night, 33 years ago, that we actually saw that movie when it had debuted in 1989. And so it's kind of become a tradition of ours to check out Christmas Vacation. But it reminds me, man, sometimes Christmas is chaotic and it's not peaceful. Now, that's the humorous side of it, right? <clears throat> but the reality for many is that, well... The world is full of conflict, as Tatiana was alluding to. Person versus person, political party versus political party, country versus country. Since the angel's announcement, we've seen an endless string of wars historically. Literally, history is littered with conflict. Some of you are even dreading the holiday gatherings because you know there's going to be some conflict, right? with that family member, with that person. So where is the peace that these angels were talking about? Where is the peace of Christmas? Well, I want to encourage you today. Peace is real, and it's here. 
Each Christmas, you can experience peace on earth. And it begins in here. It may not be the end of wars. Matter of fact, the Bible tells us that those wars will continue to happen until Jesus returns, until his second coming. But Jesus did bring peace on that first Christmas, the beginning of peace, starting personally and transferring and transforming outwardly, individually. Let me show you for the next few minutes the peace that comes from Jesus. Take a look on the screen and you can follow along with me. Jesus was called the Prince of Peace. And here's what Jesus gives. The first thing we see in scripture is that Jesus gives peace with God. Let's all say that together. Ready to begin. Peace with God. You see the emphasis there. Our very nature, we're born into this world and part of the human civilization. And each person is born with a human nature and that human nature is sinful. Because of sin, humanity cannot have a relationship with a holy God. It's impossible. And without God, if there's no God, then there's no peace. There really is no peace. There's always internal conflict, internal turmoil. But God sent Jesus to bridge the gap between us and God. The gap of separation between a holy God and an unrighteous people. It was prophesied by Isaiah that Jesus would be the prince of peace in Isaiah 9.6. And he brings peace to us by reconciling us back to God. See, that's what Jesus does. How did he bring peace on earth? By reconciling humanity back to God. Then if you know God, you can know peace. See, that's how it works. He did this, not just by being born in a manger, but ultimately 33 years ago by going to a cross and paying for our sin. You know this. But let me reflect on this for a moment. Colossians chapter 1, verse 20 through 21 says this. Take a look. It says, through him, that is Jesus, God reconciled everything back to himself. He made peace. Let's all say peace. Peace. With everything in heaven and on earth by the means of Christ's blood on the cross. This includes you who are once far away from God. I love how, how the Apostle Paul, when he's writing this letter under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit to the church in Colossae, he lists this. He says, this includes those of you who are far away from God, period. And then the next group, you who were his enemies, comma, separated from him by your evil thoughts and actions. In other words, God didn't just reconcile the good person. He reconciles all people. The worst of the worst the sinner of the sinners, the evil of the evil, have hope and can know peace because of what Jesus Christ did. When a person accepts Jesus Christ, when they accept this to be true, when they receive this message, God forgives their sins and he makes peace with them. He makes peace. Romans chapter five, verse one says it this way. Therefore, Having been justified by faith, we have, let's say it together, peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. 
peace with God through Jesus. Isn't that good? Now, when a person finds peace with God, that means that you now deep down are solid. You're safe. Even when the storms of life continue to happen, like we talked about when Jesus was going through the storms of life, he calms the winds and the waves. See, we're still going to have wars, illness, and issues, but those are on the surface. The peace with God means that deep down, it's stable, it's solid, and we can, in faith and confidence, have peace. Here's the promise that you can count on. Take a look at the promise from Isaiah. Isaiah 26, verse 3 says, God, you will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you. All whose thoughts are fixed on you. See what God promises? When there's peace with God, he'll take care of it. Keep your eyes fixed on him. If you trust in him, you'll know peace. You get it? See, that's the peace that the angels declared. Peace on earth. And it starts personally by having peace with God. So that's the first part. You're reconciled with God. You said yes to Jesus. You now know in your heart of hearts that you have peace with God. All tension has been resolved. You know it's God's will to do good for you. Yet, you still face challenges, don't you? We still have difficulties. We still experience problems in my life. Even with the challenges, we can experience the second aspect of peace that Jesus brought. Take a look on the screen. And let's all say it together. Number two is what? Peace of God. Mm. Not only peace with God, but you can have the peace of God. You can have the peace of God. That is the same peace that Jesus Christ had when he was here on earth. The same peace that he was able to walk through torture, false accusations, attacks, beatings, and death. That peace you can have and be able to walk through the difficulties of life. You, th you would think that if God is in control, that you should be able to live without worry, without fear. Yes, but unfortunately we don't. Life has troubles, worry, fear, and doubt. But we can know the peace of God in the midst of the troubles, which is what we were talking about just earlier. There's been a passage of scripture that I've been meditating on this year quite a bit. It's been something I've quoted almost every Sunday since the summer. And I'm going to say it again because I think we all need to hear it. Philippians chapter 4 verses 6 through 7 says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, there it is, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. You can have the peace of God. That, that many would go, I don't understand how you can have that. Hmm. Well, let me tell you. I brought my cares and my concerns. I've submitted to his will. And now I can have peace of God. Even if my emotions dictate something else, I'm going to stand on the truth of God's word and I'm going to acknowledge and have peace. 
See, take a look at this phrase, and this is something I believe to be true. You may want to take a picture of this with your phones. As a reminder, peace is released when you know God's word is true and, he be and you believe that he is there for you. That's a good rhyme, isn't it? That, that's, that's, that, that's a good way to remember it. Peace is released when you know God's word is true and you believe that he is there for you. He's fixing his eyes on you. He's saying, look at me, look at me. Peace will be released. I remember so vividly, as I told you that story of Emma, and she's just crying and she's in pain. And when I could get her to open her eyes, take a breath and look in my eyes, I could even see her whole body would go, oh, Oh, the tension would be released. Was there still pain? Yes. Did we have to still deal with bloody fingers and bloody heads? And oh, yes, we're going to bandage this up and heal it. But in the meantime, in the middle of this chaos, look in my eyes. Peace. Peace. That's what Jesus is saying for you. Peace of God. He is with you. He is with you. Oh, man. Isn't that good to know he's with you? You're not in this alone. You don't have to face this stuff by yourself. That alone should give you peace. Thank you, God, for being there with me, that you're going to take us through this. Like your word promises in the book of Psalm, that you are my shepherd and that you lead me and guide me through the valley that is shadowed with death. And I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Psalm 23. Hmm. That's good news. That's good news. And that should bring you peace of God. Finally, we can know the third aspect, and this is where it gets to, to us shining. Gets to our theme for this, this, this December, shining. We, Jesus gives us peace because of God. Let's all say that together. Ready? Begin. Peace because of God. See, once we have that inner peace, there's an outflow there's a shining that happens from us, a reflection of God's peace. If Jesus is the light of the world and he is the Prince of Peace, then we have that opportunity to then receive it and then reflect it to others. And Jesus teaches the person that shines peace will receive a special blessing. There will be a blessing for you as you shine peace. And Jesus says it this way. He says, if you are a peacemaker. Look what it says in Matthew chapter 5, verse 9. His most famous sermon called the Sermon on the Mount. Jesus said this. Blessed, let's all read it together. Ready? Begin. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the sons of God. You can be called a child of God. And what does a child of God look like? They look like a peacemaker. As we shine the light of Jesus Christ, as we shine the light of peace, we can be a peacemaker. Not just a peace receiver, but a peacemaker. A peacemaker. And some of you go, well, what does a peacemaker look like, Pastor Kelly? What does it mean? How do we shine that? I want to just give you some very practical stuff. Pastor Jerry and I were talking this last week. I love to give some practical application that you can walk away with today and begin to apply to your life. Well, take a look at this. Here's what a peacemaker looks like. First is, it's someone who has something to lose. A peacemaker looks like someone who has something to lose. 
Let me explain. Peace can never be had without being willing to sacrifice something, without there being some significant risk, without laying down something like pride, status, or even your rights. Ooh, and that grates against us as Americans because we stand for our rights. Yes, we do stand for our rights. But sometimes, for the sake of peace, we set aside our rights so that we can do what is right. We set aside our rights so we can do what is right. See, Jesus did that. He said, well, Pastor Kill, I don't understand that. Jesus did that. God of the universe, creator of everything we see and don't see. Bible says in John chapter 1, verse 1, in the beginning was the word, the word was with God, and the word was God. Later on, it says that all things were made through him, and nothing was made that was made without him. So Jesus, creator of the universe, king of kings, God, humbled himself. And the Bible says that he took on the role of a servant and gave up his status of heaven. You see that? King of kings sets aside his status and comes and serves. Oh, God, he has every right to do whatever he wants. He's God. It's his right. And Jesus said, I set aside my rights. I set aside my status so I could do what was right. Humble myself and make peace. Make peace. Secondly, a person who's a peacemaker, who's shining peace, is someone who faces conflict. Let's all say that together. Someone who faces conflict. Ooh, man, that's tough. That's tough. We want to avoid conflict, right? We, uh, I, don't want, I want there to be peace. I want there to be peace, so I'm not going to have conflict. No, you really can't have peace until conflict happens and conflict is resolved. Our peace could not have been obtained without there being some conflict and sacrifice on God's part. And it can't be maintained. It cannot be maintained without conflict and sacrifice on our part. We think that avoiding conflict and difficult situations, then the problem will go away. It doesn't. It's not true. Actually, what happens is it begins to build up. Resentment begins to pile up like a mountain of trash in our bodies and in our minds and in our relationships. And now instead of having a, a good relationship, we got a stinky relationship. Have you ever smelled trash piling up and just sitting there? Man, I remember one Christmas, we, had, we have a tradition where we, on the 26th, we take our kids and we go away to another city. We rent like an Airbnb and we just, we have fun and we just kind of spend those few days just focusing on our family, right? I remember we had put all the trash, this was when we were living in Anaheim and all of our trash cans actually had to be in the garage because um, of where we were living. And we put all the Christmas trash in the trash cans. We had to leave them in the garage and the trash man wasn't coming for a few days. Man, when we came back, 
from that vacation, man, as soon as that garage door opened, if you could see the smell, it would have been like that green mist, you know, coming out. Oh, it was disgusting. Man, we opened the car doors like, oh, this is terrible. What a terrible thing. Why did we leave it in the garage? Well, we had to leave it in the garage. Oh, that's terrible. We pull it out. We put it by the, uh, we put it by the curb. I didn't care anymore. And as we pulled it out, this is what's really gross. Get ready for the gross. As we pulled it out, there were maggots on the ground in the garage. I know, right? Isn't that disgusting? Isn't that just sick? When we avoid conflict and we let it pile up inside of us, spiritual stank happens. Relational maggots begin to form in our lives. Gross enough for you? Don't avoid it. Don't avoid it. Don't avoid it. Listen to what William Barclay says. He says, the peace which the Bible calls blessed does not come from the evasion of issues. It comes from facing them. That's where peace comes when we face them. Thirdly, here's what a person who is a peacemaker looks like, who is shining peace. It's someone who does whatever it takes. Peace is worth it. It's worth it. Romans chapter 12, verse 18 says this. If it is possible... As much as depends on you, live peaceably with all men. And that word man is generic for all people. If it is possible, I love this, as much as it depends on you, live peaceably with all people. Sometimes what is dependent on me is that I humble myself and I work towards peace and I do whatever it takes not to keep peace by avoiding, but I do whatever it takes to make peace. I take on the responsibility to bring peace into the relationship. Whatever, as much as depends on me, do the work, own the responsibility of bringing peace. Be intentional, resolve conflict in a way that he godly and honors the Lord. Don't wait for the other person. Don't wait for the other person to do the work. Own it. Take it. If they don't want to resolve, guess what? They got to take that up with the Lord. You've just got to do what you can do. You understand? Pastor Kelly, you don't understand. He or she won't listen to me. They won't see it from my perspective. You share. You work to resolve the conflict. And then you step away. Now it's up to them. You've done what you need to do. Listen. We, we, we have an example in scripture of Jesus doing that. Take a look at what it says in Romans chapter five, verse eight. It says this, but God, everybody say, but God. But God demonstrates his own love for us in that while we are still, or while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. See, God didn't wait until I was sorry God didn't wait till humanity had fully repented before he sacrificed and worked to give peace. Now the responsibility is on us to receive that. We can be peacemakers like Jesus. We do the work and then we step back and allow the other person to either receive or reject. Jesus didn't wait for us to come to him. He stepped out of the comfort of heaven and died before we ever asked for forgiveness. He took the first step so that we could know peace. 
Tatiana, come on up. Blessed are those who shine, those who are peacemakers. As the band comes up, I just want to quickly kind of sum up our main point today. For each of us, as we're rolling into this season of Christmas, this week when we may face conflict, I pray that you would experience peace in the midst of the chaos personally. And that others will then see it in you. And you'll be able to shine. That you'll shine peace like a candle in a dark room. See, that's why we light these candles every week. To remind us as things get darker, we have the ability, the power through Jesus Christ to shine light in darkness. To be people that bring hope, peace, joy, and faith to the world. See, this world needs it, don't they? Our world needs peace. People need peace. Our homes need peace. We need peace in relationships. And it all begins, as it says there in Philippians, with prayer. So this morning, I want to just encourage you. If you personally need peace right now, you're struggling with anxiety and worry and concern. We started during our time of worship declaring it is well with my soul. I want to pray for you. And I want you to experience personal peace. Peace with God through relationship in Jesus. The peace of God, of the work of Jesus. And then being able to bring peace to others because of Jesus. Would you join me in prayer? Father God, in the name of Jesus Christ, I acknowledge the presence of your Holy Spirit in here today. Thank you that 2,000 years ago, it was declared by the angels that the Prince of Peace had come to the earth. Jesus Christ gives us peace with God. Jesus Christ, you, you give us peace in God. And we can shine because of God. Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus Christ for every man and woman in here, bring peace into their hearts, oh Lord God. Begin to calm the worry and the fear and the doubt and the concerns so that we can sing those words, it is well with my soul. And God, as we experience that peace, I pray that every man and woman in this room, every man and woman under the tent, every man and woman that's watching online right now would shine peace this Christmas season like a candle in a dark room. Striving to be peacemakers, not just peace receivers. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you were blessed by today's message. For more great content and information about Refinery Church, find us at wearerefinery.com and our socials, We Are Refinery. If you would like to help support and give to the ministry, visit our website at wearerefinery.com forward slash give. See you on our next episode at the Refinery Church Podcast.